You are listening to Power Talk with Dr. Norman Thomas, sponsored by New Life Church International, a church for all nations. Tonight, I want to talk to you about this pursuit of the unseen realm. Now, we, now, we the last few weeks when we were teaching on this subject, we said, number one, if you want to experience growth, and we're talking spiritually, of course, we say, be intentional. Well, this works for your practical life as well as for your spiritual life, but you want to be intentional. In other words, growth never happens accidentally. There's nothing accidental about growth, and there's nothing accidental about increase in your life. And so, you want to be intentional. Number two, we said, if you want to experience growth, then, uh, let's see here, you want to develop roots. Now, what we mean by that is stability. You want to be stabilized. You want to make sure that as you grow, you are stabilized in your growth and you won't topple over. Because a lot of people experience that. They topple over as they grow because their root system is not spread enough and not sustainable enough to hold them. So you got to grow deep before you grow up. Tonight, we're talking about being exposed and get in pursuit of the spiritual realm. Now, all of this is around one teaching that Jesus did on the seed and the power of the seed once it is sown into the ground. And so we're going to continue looking at that particular parable tonight, except we're going to look at only the section of it that deals with our lesson tonight, which is pursuing the unseen realm. So I want to read to you my, my opening paragraph here. Really, it's an opening statement. And by the way, if you want access to these notes, they're online for you. All you got to do is go to our website and you can download these notes to your device or you can print them there at home if you're at home or in your office. And uh, that information is on the screen. But listen to this. It says the first understanding for growth that we must have is that nothing grows unless a seed is planted. So you want to grow? A seed has to be planted. You may say, okay, well, what kind of seed are we talking about? So I continue, in order for you to experience growth, you must become seed conscious in life. Now, Jesus, in his parable on the seed that we're going to get into, a part of that tonight, he says the seed is the word of God. The seed is the word of God. That is what I call the seed prototype. That is the first and foremost seed that anyone should ever sow in their lives before sowing other types of seed to produce other types of harvest in their life. For example, if you want friends, you have to sow the seed of friendship, right? So, but the first and foremost seed that you're going to sow is the seed of the word of God into your life. Now, in Mark chapter 4, I'm going to read several scriptures. It's on your handout, but if you're, I think the scriptures may be on the screen as well. But in Mark chapter 4, I'm going to read verses 3, verse 7, verse 13 through 14, and 18 through 19. Why am I skipping around? Because these are 
the scriptures that deal with our growth aspect tonight. Now, remember I told you a couple weeks back that this parable was taught basically twice in the same setting because Jesus taught it. The disciples inquired as to what its meaning was. Then Jesus re-explained it. So he actually taught it twice in the same setting. So the reason I'm skipping around here is because part of this is the first time he taught it. And then the second part is when he explained it. So you ready? Let's read this. So he says, listen, in verse 3, he says, A farmer went out to sow his seed. And then he begins to describe the types of seed that farmer sowed. And now we're looking at one particular type in verse 7. Some seed fell among thorns, which grew up and choked the plants so that they did not bear grain or they did not produce fruit. Verse 13, then Jesus said to them, now this is after they said, okay, so you, you gave us this teaching. Now, what does this mean? He says to them in verse 13, you don't understand this parable? He says, how then will you understand any parable that I teach from this point forward? Verse 14, he says, a farmer sows the word. So he's equating the seed with the word of God. Verse 18, still others like seed song among thorns. He's explaining it. They hear the word, but worries of this life the deceitfulness of wealth and desires for other things come in and choke the word, making the word unfruitful. That is very, very powerful because here we can see even the word of God can be made unfruitful where it just simply won't bear fruit. And in this particular example, he's saying the reason it won't bear fruit is because <clears throat> perhaps you're worrying in life. You're worrying about deceit, the deceitfulness of wealth and the desires for things. We're talking basically about materialism. Now, God is not against you having nice stuff. He actually wants you to have nice things, but he doesn't want nice things to have you. He doesn't want those things to be your preoccupation. He didn't want them to be your total pursuit in life. He wants you to pursue him and let him bring those things to you. God enjoys the fact that you would enjoy a nice home, a nice vehicle, a nice environment, vacation, have fun in life. There's nothing wrong with that. As a matter of fact, more Christians need to experience more fun because you, you, you don't do a good job at uh, at sharing Christ with others, if you're always miserable, you're not having fun, life is, is no good for you, you're always just really pressed and, and in a state of toil and a state of worry and concern all the time. That's no way to live, especially in Christ. He wants you to live in a happy state. You know, one of my favorite scriptures is John chapter 10, verse 10. He says, the thief came to steal, kill, destroy. He says, but I came, and I'm reading this in the Amplified, that you may have and enjoy life to the full, life in abundance, life to the full, and life till it overflows. And so this is supposed to be the best 
time of your life is when you're in Christ. Everything is supposed to change, and you're supposed to be happy. And you're supposed to have some joy, and you're supposed to have some peace in your life. So if that is not your state of being right now, then something's wrong. You need to be retuned into the way God would desire your life to be. So back to my point here. God does not want you to be consumed with materialism. He does not want you to be overwhelmed with the pursuits of this life to the degree that you are stressed out, that you are worried every day. You don't know what's, what you're going to get, when you're going to get it, how you're going to get it, and all of these things. No, that is not the way to live. Actually, you're supposed to be able to live stress-free according to Philippians chapter 4, verses 6 through 7. So let's look at this. I have a note here. It says, the material realm is of no sustainable value without spiritual substance from the unseen realm. The material realm is of no sustainable value without spiritual substance from the unseen realm. Now, Jesus taught about this, and he taught it in Matthew 13, 12. Listen to this. Whoever has spiritual knowledge, to him will more be given. Now, he's not talking about more spiritual knowledge. He's talking about being given more things that spiritual knowledge produces. And he will be furnished richly. See, that's why I say that. So that he will have abundance. So spiritual knowledge can yield being furnished richly. That's material. And having it in abundance. But from him who has not this spiritual knowledge, even what he has in terms of material will eventually be taken away. Why? Because true abundance in Christ cannot be sustained without true spiritual knowledge. So in other words, I have to invest in the unseen to sustain the seen. Now we all know people in life who have a lot of things, but they have nothing spiritually. They have no spiritual substance in their life. And so their things are subject to, uh, to be taken, to be removed, to be gone. How many of you know people who have been blessed to have a lot of things, and, but today they don't have those things? And part of the reason why they don't is because they had no spiritual fortitude to sustain them. We're not just talking about being furnished richly in abundance temporarily without sustainability. God wants to bless you, yes, but he wants to bless you his way so that when he does, it can't be taken from you or removed from your life because of a lack of spiritual depth that is needed. So this particular seed in the parable of the seed that this farmer sowed and it fell among the thorns, the thorns represent stress. The thorns represent worry over stuff, over 
finances, over material things, trying to keep up with the neighbors, trying to just outdo somebody that you're competing with materialistically. He says, no. He says, that will cause the life of whatever word you receive to be choked away from you. In other words, that worry and that concern and that toil will choke the life out of the word. These are people that receive the word, they hear the word, they're excited about it, but that word doesn't have even a chance to breathe and to produce results because on the other side of their life, they're overwhelmed by chasing material things. So God, want, he wants you to get the spiritual down first and that way, whatever material you gain, it can be sustained. Then I have a note that says, true growth requires that you see beyond the scope of face value. I learned this many years ago, that just because uh, someone may have a material thing, uh, it doesn't mean, first of all, that it's theirs. <laughs> and then secondly, you don't know how they got it. And so you should never compare yourself with others. Uh, just because someone else has something doesn't mean that you should pursue that particular thing because, they, because you don't even know if they have it. Many times they don't even own it. And they just, uh, it appears that they own it. Nothing is at face value. So you have to remember that growth requires you to see beyond the scope of face value. For more inspiration, visit our YouTube channel at Dr. Norman Thomas.